0: Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for August 4. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. A question sometimes put to me is this. Why are many non-churchgoers nicer than some who say they're Christians? Shouldn't we expect God's people to be living lives reflecting Jesus' teaching? Certainly Paul the Apostle expects this. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, he says, "'I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord,' urge you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. His exhortation is more far-reaching than a specific set of rules, for it applies to areas of life that might be difficult to define. So, just as members of a family respected for its integrity will uphold the good name of the family, God's people will want to live for the honour of God's name. Paul continues... With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Concerned with how God's people relate to others, He gives some specifics. Humility and gentleness. The flip side is conceit and insensitivity. Conceited people tend to be so wrapped up in themselves that they rarely think of others. Sadly, it's true that there are people within the church who are so consumed with their own interests they are indifferent to others. Yet, as we learn elsewhere, humility is needed if we are truly to experience God in our lives. We need to be honest with ourselves and with God about the self-interest that dominates all of our lives. Once we know the reality of God's love, what should be more natural than putting aside self-interest and indifference and practicing humility and gentleness? To this Paul adds patience, literally long-suffering. The converse of long-suffering is a quick-fire temper that explodes at the least provocation. A psychotherapist once observed that we all have sensitive areas in our personalities where our response is out of all proportion to a situation. It's as though we have minefields in our lives. Some have very few minds and are much easier to relate to. However, there are others who have minds everywhere. Their minds may be occasioned by a lack of self-confidence or a point of view, such as political correctness, that is so strongly held that no discussion will be tolerated. These people are not easy to get on with. And so if a group of ten people come together for an enterprise, it only takes one person who is a walking minefield to destroy the morale and endeavour of the group. Unity. God's people are also to bear with one another in love, making every effort to, to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, we learn that God's Spirit awakens us and draws us to the Lord Jesus. And in chapter 12, verse 13, Paul tells us that all God's people, whether Jewish or non-Jewish, slave or free, are baptized into one body. While the Spirit imparts a unity among God's people, within churches and across churches, we are responsible for working this out in practice. And here we have a resource and a model that no one else has, the character of God. God is not without His points of conflict with us, but He is patient and has provided the example of bearing with us in love. In His love, He doesn't hold grudges, and He doesn't let His anger turn into bitterness. Rather, He is willing to forgive us when we fail Him and turn back to Him. And so we are called upon to be willing to forgive one another when we have wronged one another. It's inconsistent with our calling to be argumentative, resentful, and complaining. That said, we mustn't misunderstand Paul. He is not saying that we should put up with anything. He goes on to write in verse 15, But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. To be long-suffering doesn't mean that we never rebuke, admonish, or exhort one another. We're called upon to be non-judgmental. The quality we are to adopt is the spirit of love, love for God and love for people. Furthermore, Paul has already said in this letter that our relationship with God is not based on our niceness or our good works, but strictly on the grounds of God's grace. Back in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, he wrote, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. As there is no room for pride or boasting in our relationship with God, so there's no place for arrogance and aggressiveness in our relationships with one another. Be humble and gentle with one another, Paul says. This is not weakness, but strength. It's only the strong person who can be humble. Only the strong person who can be tender. To return to the question of niceness. Wonderful though it would be if everyone in the world was nice, God has a greater purpose. He is committed to rescuing and creating a new people whom He knows as sons and daughters, and who know Him as Father. People around us may seem nice, but none of us is good in God's eyes. Our rescue involved Jesus' crucifixion. And so there will be nice people and countless others who aren't necessarily nice at all who need to be aware of their need to turn to Christ Jesus with repentant hearts. On the other hand, all of God's people are, in varying ways and varying degrees, a work in progress. And so let's pray for God's grace, that we may lead a life worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Teach us, gracious Lord, to begin our works with reverence, to go on in obedience and finish them with love, and then to wait patiently and hope, and with cheerful countenance to look up to You, whose promises are faithful and rewards infinite. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he should give his only Son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns his face away, man the chosen one bring many sons to glory Sure. The power and the glory are yours, now and
0: forever. Amen. A prayer for this week. Lord God, you know that we cannot put our trust in anything that we do. Help us to have faith in you alone, and mercifully defend us by your power against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and Catherine Jacob, a minister for women's ministry at the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978. The opening music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, and the hymn, How Deep the Father's Love, is sung by the Chamber Choir of the
1: Cathedral under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.